So I've got the film on called Master, and this is an Amazon movie, and I have it on. I'm trying to watch it. It's super boring, but, you know, and I'm somebody who likes horror movies. So this, this should be a movie up my alley, <laughs> but it's just boring. <laughs> um, now, I want to talk about... You know this film and the director of this film is um someone i looked up right because this is a amazon original film that was produced in 2022 and you know you can tell from the movie it's gonna be political it's gonna be about black people and black people's message time and time again is that white people are bad, white people are out to get black people, and black people are always good and righteous. So you can already tell this is going to be one of those movies. And, uh, you know, clearly it is one of these movies. And what's interesting is that this is happening at a university, apparently. Right? Universities are like the least racist institutions against blacks. Right? They're pro from redaction. They're pro diversity and inclusion. <laughs> so it's just odd that this is happening at some kind of university. But let's go with it. Okay. So what I did is, you know, I had seen this movie before and I, I tried to watch it at some point before. Got bored, turned it off. I'm giving it a second chance here. It's right now playing in my background on my TV. I'm giving this black movie by some black person a second chance. Um, and it's not doing anything for me yet, but I'm trying to give it a, a, a second chance. So what I did while I was so bored, you know, watching this movie, I, I decided to go ahead and look up who directed this movie or produced it or who wrote it. And, um, I have to tell you that I really laughed. <laughs> I'm still laughing. Um, because when I looked up this movie called Master on Amazon, um, I expected to find some black person. I expected this movie to be totally an affirmative action-based movie who was only really given the chance to direct this or produce it, right, or given the distribution on Amazon because they were black. So I expected to, to, to fully find, you know, black people behind this movie not only because of the message of this movie but also because of you know amazon's leanings so 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 the person that apparently um wrote this movie i looked at you know just googled their name <laughs> can't pronounce it but apparently <laughs> she's also created a short film called hair wolf you heard that right. It's called Hairwolf. And let me just read to you the summary for Hairwolf. The summary is, this is taken straight from online, the staff at a black hair salon fends off strange monsters. White, you know, colon, <laughs> white women intent on sucking the lifeblood from black culture. Let me, let me just read that one more time. 
the description for the summary of Hair Wolf, who's the same chick that Amazon decided to fund and back to produce this film called Master, you know, on Amazon. It's currently, you know, being streamed on Amazon. Uh, it's an original by Amazon. Let me read to you what the person who Amazon decided to back with Master, uh, let me read to you what the summary of her other film was, which, which was not a full-length film, it was a short story. Let me read to you this description of her previous work called Hair Wolf. Hair Wolf. Okay, here it is again, one more time for you. Quote, the staff at a black hair salon fends off strange monsters, colon, white women intent on sucking the lifeblood from black culture. Okay. So, you know that this producer, writer, whoever, whatever you want to call her, well, she's highly biased, right? She's basically a racist towards white people. Uh, and yet Amazon decided to fund her anyways, to produce her movie called Master and show it on Amazon. And this is particularly funny. And, and why is that? Because Blacks and, and Black women in particular love talking about their hair. And for endless laughs about Black people commenting on their hair and how, you know, white people are always taking down Black hair or discriminating against Black hair or, or, or how Black people sort of envy white people's hair. I think that's what's really going on here, let's be honest. Um, follow Steve Saylor, who's, you know, he's the guy that I, that to me, I found who noticed this, he points it out every time black women in, in particular talk about their hair. Uh, it, it's Steve Saylor who's writing a story about it. So I don't know if Steve Saylor has caught on to this. I wonder if Steve Saylor knows about this film, knows that there's a, there's actually a black women film out there called Hair Wolf, which is, which is addressing the story that he, he always, um, comments on whenever black people are outraged about sort of discrimination about their hair, uh, Steve Saylor is on the job. So if you want to find more stories, you know, about when black people and black women in particular get upset about, you know, comments about their hair, follow Steve Saylor. He writes at Takey uh, uh, Magazine, T-A-K-I Magazine, if you Google that, you'll find it. Uh, he writes for other sources as well. Um, but he he's always on the on the ball here with 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 uh, you know pointing out when black people and black women in particular are especially uh, uh, outraged at anyone commenting on their hair. <laughs> um, you know, black hair is a very sensitive subject to black people. I don't know why it's so sensitive to them. You know, but in my mind, if Blacks, their main concern, or Black women, if their main concern is sort of talking about their hair, um, I don't tend to think that Black people are really being discriminated against, right? If their focus 
if their main focus is on white people commenting or touching their hair, I tend to not think that they really have that many issues, right? I tend to think that it's sort of just stupid, their whole, oh, we're being discriminated against because of our hair. No one really thinks that black people are being discriminated against because their hair. Yes, sometimes black hair is distracting and, and perhaps that's what black people you know, tend to think that they're being discriminated against. They're being told to keep their, that hair down, keep that fro down. They're being told to manage the hair. Well, you know, to be fair, if a black person is sitting in the front row of a movie theater, of a classroom, and they have some five foot afro or, or, or three foot, right? I can't see around that. How am I supposed to see the screen? How am I supposed to see the blackboard? Right? It's, all, it's also very distracting for customers. If this black person is at a business, I mean, please. You know, I'm sorry that you have weird hair. And this is the part of the envy from black women. They hate white women's hair. They hate the fact that we can just get up, you know, take, take a bath, take a shower at night. It's wet, right? And if you lay down on your pillow and you wake up the next morning, it dries sort of in this perfect curly, you know, in my case, it's perfect curly, you know, uh, beautiful hair. And I, I get it, you know, black women are envious of my hair. The black women in this country, they hate white women because of their hair. And so they, what they do in their outrage, what, what black women do when they're pissed off is they, uh, when they have a lot of money, you know, they're not struggling to survive. Let's, let's face it, if, you're, if your struggle is about hair, you know, I don't feel sorry for black women. I don't feel sorry for blacks. When their whole struggle and their whole, you know, um, debate here is against, you know, hair, something that they're born with, you know, something I'm born with, uh, it's innate. This is something innate. This is, this is a great subject because it's something that really, you know, like IQ, I bring up IQ, an average IQ between races. And that's something that really offends black people. Yes, there's, there's, there's environmental, you know, causes of IQ differences, but it's also somewhat genetic, right? We don't know what percentage is environmental. We don't know what percentage is genetic, but IQ is a very difficult subject for, for us, uh, because it's, it's highly controversial. We don't know exactly what it is. You know, I tend to think it's a little bit of both genetic and environmental. But with hair, you know, it's hair. Like, so, so most people know that hair is genetic and they're not going to say hair is environmentally caused. So hair does react differently in different environments, right? So technically I have some frizzy hair sometimes, right? And that's a product of what my genes and also the, the environment that I interact with. So if I am in Arizona, which is a very dry deserty type climate with, with 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 very low levels of humidity right my hair is more calm but if i'm in a you know houston type environment where it's humid right my hair can become you know a uncontrolled mess it's just frizzy and it's ugly it's disgusting right i totally admit it and i hate it right but but if but if i'm in a dry climate it's great so the environment does affect my hair 
Uh, yes, I, I totally admit it. But I can somewhat, you know, I have free will and there's tools in my, at, at my disposal. I can, I can manage my hair problem, right? So, so I have genetics, right? And then I, that genetic type of hair, right, interacts with my environment. But yet I still have control because I do have tools to rein in my hair, let's just say. Curling iron, flat iron, whatever you want to call it. If I want to, I can control that hair. I've got chemicals, I've got hairspray, right? I've got my hair under control. Now for black hair, right? For black hair, you know, I don't know what tools they have. I'm not black, right? Well, I'm 0.5% black, but I don't have black hair, right? So I don't know what kind of tools they have. I imagine they have all kinds of products, right? They, they even have, you know, well, they have wigs, right? Which they use, which is a sort of a testament that they can't even control their own hair. They have to fake their hair, which is sort of an admission that their hair kind of sucks, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, it's an admission that they can't do anything with their hair or the technology that we have currently is not up to speed enough for them to use it on their hair. I don't know what the pro what why hasn't the technology uh, succeeded in a way they can manage black hair in a way that they would like, because I'm sure they don't want to put on a wig, or maybe that's just, you know, a convenience mechanism for blacks, for black women. Maybe it's easier to put on a fake, fake hair than it is to like actually sort of try to straighten the hair or, or whatever to the hair spray it with chemicals. Maybe it just doesn't respond. I don't know if we don't have the technology or if it's just a matter of convenience and most blacks would prefer the, the more efficient, you know, mechanism to control that hair. But regardless of the fact, black, black women, it's, it's evident from their, the movies they produce, the art, they, the art that they produce, that they hate white women's hair. They envy this type of hair. Uh, and so they're constantly like attacking white women for their hair, but they also envy this hair. They wish they had it. But at the same time, they also are trying to embrace their native black hair in a way because they don't want, because they sort of want to do their own thing, which is fine. I get it. But if you have five feet of hair, like going straight up above your head, like and causing like a sort of a barrier for, for seeing through past that head, especially if you're in a movie theater, if you're in a classroom, this is sort of an obstruction from, from view. This is a, just a distraction, number two. I mean, not only may I not be able to see behind your big head of hair, your afro, but I may not be able to even focus on your face and what you're saying because of your hair. And that may be a cultural issue, right? Maybe if we had, you know, 90% of this country with blacks with afros, it wouldn't be a problem because everyone would have it. It wouldn't be distracting. But, but as it is, there's only 13% black people in this country. And, you know, you know, most of them don't have froze, you know, and if they did, it would be highly distracting for, for customers or for other people who are sitting behind them in like a movie theater. Um, so that's why most businesses say, please, you know, don't have an Afro. Now, black people are sort of anti-authority. They're anti-anything that says that they should, they should control their fro. They think that the world should revolve around them, even though they're only 13% of the population. They still think the world revolves around them. And currently, 
you know, in America, it kind of does because black people kind of run this country and, and white people are just sort of, you know, taking the knee, responding in a way. Um, but in theory, you know, if, if, if most white people were common sense people like I am, they'd say, you know, you're 13% of the population, your hair is distracting. Uh, there's no reason why you shouldn't just tame that hair, get it pulled back, whatever. It's not because we don't like your hair. It's because it's distracting. And it's because it's not the norm of our culture to have a huge fro. So black people obviously take offense to that. Um, so much so that they they envy white women for their hair. They, they, they envy them so much and they take offense to it so much, so highly that black people and black women in this, in this one case, uh, want to produce films that, that, that capture this story, right? That capture, you know, supposedly white women trying to tame black women's hair, trying to, trying to tame it, trying to, to get rid of it or, or whatever this story, I don't know what the story, I didn't, I didn't watch the thing. Um, maybe I will just for kicks, but, uh, I didn't watch it. I'm kind of scared to watch it, <laughs> but I kind of know, I kind of know, you know, why I'm commenting about it without watching is because I know what black people, um, are mad about. They're, they're envious of white people's hair. They're envious of white women's, uh, I guess, easier to manage hair, prettier hair, or more socially accepted hair, if you want to call it that. Uh, they're, they're pissed off at what, you know, they've been given naturally, even though they say that they want to embrace the fro, right? I think they kind of know that that's not socially acceptable, right? It's not socially acceptable for, for the fro to, to happen, right? So they, they're kind of mad that, that it's not like socially the best thing in the world to have the Afro, right? They're, they're sort of mad that like white people don't, worship the afro right because white people right now worship black people that's that's a given yeah but i think that white black people yeah this is what it is black people still know that white people haven't given in to black hair that's their next battle it's black hair so white people have totally given in right to to this idea that blacks are superior that we self-sacrifice for blacks i mean i'm not talking about myself i'm talking about other other whites that, that, that whites should self-sacrifice for blacks, right? But but where? But what do what do the black women care about? Well, they care about the hair. So in our society, we still haven't self-sacrificed to black hair. Blacks don't have good hair, especially black females naturally, and they're trying to force white women to bow down to black hair. Now this is going to be a tough battle. This is going to be really tough because. White women are not going to give up their hair. And white men, in particular, they like white hair. They don't want the fro. They don't want black hair. Are you kidding me? That's not their style. So this is a battle. This is actually a great battle. This is a great story. This is a great way to analyze black-white relationships. Like, I mean, people make fun of Steve Saylor for commenting on black women in particular upset about black hair and like wanting to push black hair on society, wanting to punish white people for their hair. Actually, it's very instructive. And it sort of comes down to the hair. It really does. So if I see white women 
wearing their hair in afros, uh, maybe maybe buzzing off the hair in mass, um, you know, saying they really want to be, they really want to have the black hairstyle, you know. Um, if I see that, then I've, I know that the white women have totally sort of capitulated to the blacks, right? But if they keep their hair, if they keep the standard, you know, white person hair, if they don't give in to the fro, if, if, if white men encourage white women to keep their hair, right, non-Afro, right, to keep their hair white, to keep it, you know, keep their style, you know, black people can continue to be pissed off, can continue to write horror stories about white women and their hair, you know, attacking apparently black women and their hairstyles. Um, if, if whites can keep that hairstyle, this is the battle because it's, it's not about IQ. It's about some innate physical quality, white versus black, right? Because IQ, yeah, we can say that blacks have lower average IQ, but that offends a lot of black people and you can't really measure that objectively because they don't, they ignore, you know, merit and testing, but everyone can see black hair versus white hair. Everyone can see this is like purely genetic. And if, if whites can resist this black attack against their hair, maybe this is where the battleground is. Maybe it's a hair debate. Maybe this is so funny, but maybe it's about hair. Like maybe this is the issue. This is the issue of our time, you know, and this is, you know, white people who aren't, aren't in college anymore, they, they don't know about affirmative action, right? But everyone knows about their hair. And if white people's hair, in particular white women's hair, is being attacked, white women care, but also white men, because they are attracted to white women. Um, if this is the battleground, this might actually be the main battleground. This might actually be something that matters so much more than, than anyone could have imagined. This is the debate. This is this is the issue. This is the war, right? Well, blacks, if they can convince, in my opinion, white women who have superior hair—that's just my opinion. You could you could make your own opinion. If they can convince white women, like to shave off their heads and to reject their hairstyles of, of you know native white women, to say that black afros are superior and black hair is superior, maybe black people have really won. But I think that's shot in the dark. I think that that's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen, right? Blacks may be able to encourage white women in, in colleges to vote for, for blacks in reparations, whatever, but they're not going to be able to tell white women to get rid of their white hair. I think it comes down to fundamentals, physical attractiveness, and just basic instinct. I don't think they're going to succeed. Maybe it comes down to black versus white hair, right? And this battle of uh, who's dominant, right? Who can dominate one or the other. Now, white people aren't necessarily telling black people to get rid of their hair. They're just telling black people, lay off my hair, right? I like my white hair. Stop trying to make me feel guilty for it, et cetera, et cetera. Um... To be fair, to the extent that Blacks feel like they have to conform to white standards with their hair, I feel sorry for them.
but to be fair to whites and to white culture, black hair is incredibly, incredibly distracting, right? So I don't know what to say to blacks who don't like to, to you know, conform to these white standards of hair, right? They don't have to make their hair straight, right? But they, they need to like control that fro. They, it, it can't be this, you know, uh, uh, six inch fro that just is distracting and totally like obstruction. It's an obstruction to viewing, I would say. It's, an, it's a distraction. Now, I get it that you might be kind of pissed, right? If you're black, that this is sort of this white standard, cultural standard, and you're having, you know, this is the whole reason why blacks, you know, black women in particular are trying to, you know, battle battle white women in this this sort of hair war. This is a this is definitely a hair war. I mean if they're talking about it every week, which Steve Steve Saylor documents, right? If you want to know about black hair wars, follow Steve Saylor, his blog, right? Um, blacks, black women, their main issue is black hair. Now to me, again, if they're really focused on equality, if they're worried about, you know, getting ahead they wouldn't be worried about something so superficial as black hair, but they are. What does that tell you? What does it tell society? I mean, it's, it's, it's something to, to think about for sure.